You're listening to an Amplify podcast. The ongoing saga of your shoe is continued. Yes, I um, have these pair, this pair of shoes um, where the, the heel essentially falls off, the bottom of the heel. So the first time this happened, I was in the middle of class and basically I got rushed down to the English office where they, I had about four teachers standing around like putting blue tack in my shoe and then like hitting it on, back on. That sounds. It sounds like a le- an episode of like Grey's Anatomy. No, great. No, not Grey's Anatomy. No, it sounds more like an episode of House. Yeah. Is there like the one English teacher who's got the cane who goes, <laughs> "It's lupus." No, <laughs> it's always lupus. Today I had a uh, stressful moment where I um, lost this part of my shoe again. Except it wasn't just on the ground in front of me. It just had gone completely missing. I was in my tutor session and my tutor freaked out more than I did. And it took me about 10 minutes of frantically running around the school to find this certain part and then to steal some sticky tape off the library to fix my shoe, which is currently held on with blue tack and sticky tape. I'd like to give a round of applause to the uh, the, the people of uh, your school. for. <laughs> for I, I think it speaks a uh, credit and testimony to your school that you can... that they would put so much effort into helping you find a shoe. Yeah, well... Um, the library helped me today. The English office helped me. Shout the out day. to the uh, the library people and the English office at Rebecca's school. Yeah. Small round of applause. You are the real true heroes of the day. <laughs> yes, thank you. you. Get, thank you very much. You get uh, vigorous public radio claps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I understand that you have some shoe sockets as uh, well. I had some shoe sockets. Uh, I, yeah, I had a pair of... Uh, of Rossy, Rossy Mulgers, some like old fashioned style hiking boots that I loved to bits I had for like six or seven years. And eventually, uh, years and years of walking in these Rossy Mulgers and skating in these Rossy Mulgers because I didn't understand what skate shoes were in <laughs> oh year 10, uh, <clears throat> wore through the, the sole until there, was, until there was a hole on both of them. And my parents, being the, the pragmatic money savers <laughs> that they were, they're like, oh, I don't want to buy new ones. So they just went and they got. Uh, it started off, we just collectively put more and more inner soles in. So we just put an inner <laughs> sole in God. and it just wear through the inner sole. And then uh, it just wear through the inner sole and then we just put a new inner sole in and get to the point where uh, we just, we ran out, we literally ran out of inner soles in our house. We just kept on throwing <laughs> away these like soggy, wet inner soles oh because they got so, all the water, uh, when, it step, when it just started to rain and because it's Melbourne, it rains a lot. When all the water would come through, it would soak into the inner sole and it'd make it all soggy and damp and it'd just come apart on the asphalt. Oh so we had to collect, keep on throwing away all of these inner soles. And so I finally got to the point where my dad struck in the idea to cut up milk cartons and duct tape the milk what? carton to the bottom to plug they the hole. They just buy you new shoes. They, they obviously couldn't. They obviously couldn't. And then it happened with another one of my shoes and my desert boots and they had to get plugged up with some sort of like special glue and that lasted <laughs> for a while and then it broke again. And it I think it was at least four or five months until I got a new pair of shoes. That That is... Um... What? <laughs> for yeah, four what? or five months until I got a new pair a of shoes. New pair of shoes when they had literally broken. They 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 had not done anything to help. This is this is this is a call out of my parents live on air about their. Uh, Just buy him some new shoes. They did. Oh I'm God. wearing them right now. Finally, finally. Uh, uh, good, I, a good a good old sturdy pair of Australian. Blundstones. I am uh, looking at them right now. They are some fabulous shoes. Amplify the sound of underaged Melbourne. Before we proceed any further, hear me speak. I think that's the worst. I think I think you've taken the cake for the worst segue 
uh, <laughs> ever done on this show. Well, well, it relates because it is a, um, in that, fact, a quote from the start of Coriolanus by William Shakespeare. The bard himself. <laughs> the bard. The yes. uh, the classiest purveyor of sex jokes in the English language. Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah I I've been doing a bit of Cor- Coriolanus. Coriolanus. And I was actually surprised by how much I don't dislike Coriolanus as a character. That may have partially been because I have been watching a version where Coriolanus is in fact played by Tom Hiddleston. Uh, and they do it's change like nerd quite a bit. Crack. <laughs> <coughs> it also has uh, Mark Gatiss in it, so oh, you Mark- know, oh, yeah. true true nerd crack. Oh yeah. So uh, so Coriolanus. So why would Coriolanus be unpleasant as a character? Well, well, I find a lot of Shakespeare's main characters fairly unpleasant, uh, um, unpleasant, unpleasant, apart from Kate, Catherine in Taming of the Shrew, but that depends on the reading. Mm. I always thought Macbeth was a bit of a tragic figure. Uh, uh, I don't know, but he's very clearly just just a bad person as well. A bad I don't know. He's, not not as annoying as Romeo and Juliet. Oh yeah, not as annoying as Romeo. I was, yeah, he's a bad person, but I think he's he's got he's a sympathetic kind of person. In it, yeah, it, in he no does way. bad things in, in it, his own it, special way. A, I think as a morality tale, Macbeth is quite good. <laughs> yes, but back with Romeo and Juliet. Oh, I, Romeo, um, Ro- Romeo and Juliet. I quit reading Romeo and Juliet after Mercutio died. That is actually quite... It's a sad bit. He spends the entire time telling Romeo, you were just in love with Rosaline. What are you doing, man? Mm. Well, once the voice of reason passes away, you don't really want to continue listening, do you? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty pretty much. (laughs) Pretty much. I know, but I think back on Macbeth, I think Macbeth's my favourite Shakespeare. I think it's it's objectively... It's good. Or subjectively the coolest of the Shakespeare's. I think it's got... It's very interesting. It's got the coolest moments in any... (laughs) Like the the out out damn spot. Ah, I I, I Is was. Is this a dagger I see before me? In in year nine, in a drama class I did, I was uh, I was Macbeth. <laughs> I, I I think I've heard I've heard impression of this of the Scottish Lord. Of the Scottish. Of the Scottish Lord of the Scottish the Lord of the Scottish play. I think part of what sh- what makes Shakespeare so um, fun is that there's so many different versions of it. Mm. I watched a uh, Scottish chef version of Macbeth once. Set set in a kitchen. He was the head chef. I think there's a version of that that I started watching where it's set in like a diner in Pennsylvania <laughs> and then I stopped watching it because it was a little bit rubbish. But I think I might have had Steve Buscemi in it. Yeah. I don't know. Some will have to fact check for that for me. <laughs> but I remember that it was... The premise was funny, but it just, just wasn't. Yeah, yeah. I don't know because I find a lot... Again, good thing about Shakespeare, there's a lot of different versions. Mm. Bad thing, quite a few of them... There's a lot of different versions. It's hit and miss, and quite a few of them are miss. Yeah. I don't know, I remember they tried to do an an edgy retelling of Macbeth sitting in the Melbourne Melbourne gangland. (laughs) Oh my god, I saw that. I I have never seen it, but I looked up the Wikipedia article and I was like... Side-eyeing and I'm like, hmm. One of my pet peeves is when they try and do modern versions, but don't change the language. So you're not a fan of uh, R- Romeo and Juliet 
uh, the uh, the what call it Baz Luhrmann version. No, I'm a fan of that. That that achieves that, that is, it very well. Is that the is that the uh, the exception that proved the rule? Yeah, yeah. No, that that one is so far from anything that I can get away with it. Whereas the Melbourne Macbeth, just just no, just no, just, just no, no, oh. no. Is that it? not oh, a fan? Well, is that a spot I see before me? Is that a spot? Oh, that would do it. Cockney. Cockney. Uh, Cockney. Uh, is that a Mate, spot? Oh, is that Ma- a spot Michael, Michael, Michael Caine does Macbeth. Is, is that a spot I see before me? Not many people know that. Oh, my God. It's my, it's my terrible Michael Caine impersonation. Did you know that I can't do a Michael Caine impersonation? I do not many, pe- not many people know that. <laughs> enough of this silliness. I, enough of this nonsense on air. Amplify. 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 Now we have a follow-up interview from last week. If you were listening last week, I um, interviewed my lovely co-host about his theatre studies play, Cro- Crooked. 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 Allow me to adopt my. Allow me to adopt my uh, directing uh, of persona. Which I um I actually went to see it last week. It was you, pretty good too. You, you, you liked it. What what what? Uh, let Let's hear your review of Crooked. Um, so Crooked basically is a show about all these, uh, all these lovely famous American gangsters pulling off a heist and it goes extremely awry and, um, so that's yeah, really, that's really it. It's, it's, that's a, it. it's, a, it's a, it's, it's a simple a story. It's not even a whodunit of mm. who was the mole. Yeah. It's just like, it goes awry. That's about it. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a good show. It's actually being remounted this year uh, oh. by the original playwright. Uh, so there's two productions of it. So if you miss my version of it, you can go and uh, visit the original playwright uh, Jack Richardson's version uh, that is being performed in the Fringe Festival in uh, late September and, o- and early October. And uh, I'm going to see it actually with my co-director. We're bringing bingo cards. <laughs> We're playing crooked bingo to see because uh, he said he stole some of our ideas. Oh, so man. I want to know which of his ideas. Came uh, from you guys. Came from uh, came from us. I might go see it then. Yeah. Compare it. Compare to it. another review. <laughs> yeah. Do another review. Come back. Come back in a couple of months' time. So, what, what, were, you, what were your thoughts on the other crook? What, what did you really think? <laughs> you might of? have a uh, re- reunion show of a us re- two on your hands. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe I'll bring the playwright in. Who knows? He probably won't say yes. Uh, <laughs> who knows? You know, it was it was really good. The music was some lovely nineteen twenties swing. Mm. Um, the actors were good. Um, the guy playing. Oh, um, we, we, John I don't Delta. know what characters did you play. Ah, I I was a card player. A card player. I the was. The card player was particularly good. I was a drunk. Um. I. What else were you? I uh, I was a commuter. Yeah. Reading a uh, a skin mag in the in in the train station in a train station scene, I was a I was shot a lot as a police officer. <laughs> I was very very uh, charming and uh, air hostess and yes. airport attendant with a xylophone arpeggio. Basically, do, uh... do, do, do. <laughs> it's a good show. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Basically, that a lot of fun. Uh, Toby had a lot of roles. I had a lot of roles. I think it played more um, roles. In the sin play condones none of what happens in this play. Sin, obviously, sin condones none of what happens. Uh, the prohibition era of uh, gangsters and public enemies is a tragic time and uh, brutal period of violence in American history. Obviously, do not condone bootlegging, yes. gangsterism. But good show. Good fedoras show. too. We don't endorse fedoras. <laughs> there was a lot yes, of fedoras. This is a fedora-free zone a here fedo- on Amplify. This is Amplify. This oh. a- at least this Amplify. It's a fedora-free zone. I'm not sure about the others. They can make up their own rules. Yes. 
I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I think I'm I'm very very proud of how it all went out, and I'm proud of uh, proud of my be. actors. Well, not really my actors. I'm proud of the actors. I'm proud <laughs> of the crew and the cast. I'm very proud of everybody. I'm uh, uh, very very happy with how everybody went, and proud of my co-director. We managed to pull it together somehow. Uh, the playwright today, he came up to us and he was like, I didn't think that you guys would actually pull it off. Like, I thought you guys would, like, not physically have the capabilities, the technological capabilities. That's, capabili- that's mean. Not, not, no, he never doubted our ability as actors or, like, designers pull it off, but he just thought that we didn't have the, like, the technological capabilities to pull off such a fast show, but we did it. Yeah. We did it. With well only, done. We did it. Yeah. When they originally mounted it, they had, like, 100 lighting states and we mounted it with 33, so... Take that. <laughs> Whoa. See, see, good theatre doesn't have to have a lot of fancy tech. Good theatre doesn't it's need to have a lot of fancy tech. You and the audience mm. going into a, going into some theatre mm. theater nerd mode. Mm, imagination. It's just you and the audience. You just, have to, you just have to feel the play. Oh, my Fourth God. Fourth wall becomes a lie. You transcend boundaries. What is realism? What is non-naturalism? What is life? Where does what the pla- is theatre? Where does the play end and your life start? What is even real? What makes a good play? All of these things Brecht would disagree with because he hated subtlety. <laughs> uh, and on that note... And on that note... This podcast was brought to you by Amplify. 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 The sound of underage Melbourne.